Good morning, Hope Church. Good morning. It's good to be here. It's very good to be here. Here to talk to you this morning about an attitude of gratitude. I like that. And, and, and I know we all would like to have that attitude of gratitude, especially this, this is the season of Thanksgiving. And, and we actually have a lot to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't have to wait for Thanksgiving to have this type of attitude. And I know how hard it is to have this attitude because of all the daily trials and tribulations that we go through. I know that a lot of you go through a lot of things. I know I personally go through a lot of things. And it's important to keep that attitude of gratitude. There was these two guys. They were running They were going to cut across this field. And as they were walking across, this bull saw them. And he started charging them. And they started running, and they were running hard. And the one guy told the guy, man, throw up a prayer. Your dad's a minister. And the other guy said, man, I'm a lawyer. I don't know anything about prayer. And they started running. They looked back, and the bull's getting closer. He said, well, say something. And he looked back, and the bull was getting closer, and the guy closed his eyes. He said, Lord... Bless this that we're about to receive. (laughs) And that was actually a good prayer. Because even though they were about to receive a lot of hurt, you asked for a blessing (laughs) upon it so that you can bear it. Mm. I want to go through my, my verse for today is Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 to 34. And I'd like to read this to you, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. This is one of my favorite verses, especially verse 33. So if uh, you'll stand for the reading of the word, I believe it's on page 960 of your pew Bibles. And again, I say it's Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you eat or drink about your body and what what you wear is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them? Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet, I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Bless God's word. Have a seat, please. Jesus is saying in this verse, 
that our Heavenly Father knows our needs and, and he will provide for them. And remember that God knows the difference between a need and a desire. You know, I still desire a, a, a Porsche Turbo Carrera, but that ain't going to happen. Yes. But by trusting God and seeking to do his will, seeking to do his will, not our own, no matter what hap- what's happening in our lives, we are seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. And that's important. We need to make sure that no matter what we're going through, what we're looking at, we always seek to do his will. Remember Solomon. God asked Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon said, all I want to do is serve your people well. If you'll give me the wisdom to do that, I'll be happier than a pig in slop. And God said, okay, you've got that, and you've got everything else that you could possibly desire. Because Solomon sought to do his will. He sought God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And he was a great king. However, we're also challenged with trials and tribulations. We tend to forget our blessings when we are in the middle of a difficulty, such as illness, injury, financial problems, you know, the rent's due, and, and, and you're not thinking about God's will anymore. You're thinking about how to get the rent. And, and, and hard, as hard as it seems, we, got, we have to remember to be grateful, regardless of our, our perceived situations. You know, Paul said to pray continually. And, and what that means is you keep an open communication line with God, always. And while we're praying continually, we should also Give thanks continually. First of all, for that open communication, because a lot of people need that, and they don't know it's there. So if we seek God's blessings, we have to be thankful for whatever we have, as little as it may seem, and not worry about our circumstances. So I want to talk up to you this morning about what we worry about, what I worry about, and why we go through these trials and tribulations, and, 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 and what we need to be thankful for when we're going through these things. You know, we worry about finances. I, I remember my house is 20 years old. And, and, and this year, earlier this year, I had my hot water heater and my garage door go out on the same day, so... Not only did I have no hot water, I couldn't take a shower, but I couldn't even move my bike, my motorcycle, or my van, and (laughs) and that was a catastrophe right there. And then you call these people, and they want thousands of dollars to fix this stuff. But I was thankful, and I'll tell you why I was thankful, because the the hot water heater was leaking that morning, and, and the water was in the gas, and the gas went out, and... And so I called the guy and told him to come fix it. And, and they, they scrambled pretty good to come fix my hot water heater. And they drained it. And, and, and as he was bringing it downstairs, he got it to the vestibule, and the bottom fell completely off oh of it. And, and it had been in the attic. So I was very thankful because had the bottom fell out while it was in the attic, my cost would have quintupled. Yeah. 
So I was very thankful for that. I, I worry about sickness. Uh, as you notice, my wife's not here, and she's not here much because she has all types of chronic illnesses. But I am thankful because we do have time together that we can share. And that goes back to the finances because I can afford to call in and tell them I'm not coming to work today. <laughs> and say, I'm not working today. I'm staying home with my wife. And they say, okay. Yeah. God provided for that. And I am extremely grateful and thankful. Uh, family dynamics. Uh, I've got wonderful children sitting over there. Uh, Daniel has ADD, but I'm thankful for Vyvanse. <laughs> you know, I have different family dynamics with my siblings and, and my wife's mother. You worry about these things, and I know you all have these same issues. You know, I, I could call out a few of them right now. I won't. <laughs> and you have work issues. You know, making enough money to support your family or, or to do what you need to do. And some of us don't use good wisdom when we are doing these things. And, and we have to be able to use the wisdom that God, God gave us. That's why you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. You're seeking his wisdom so that you make the proper decisions to take care of these things that you worry about. And friends, friends are a worry all their own because each friend comes with his own baggage and, and you have to think about what are you going to do with that baggage? Are you going to help them with it? Are you going to say leave that outside the door and you can come in? You know, things we worry about. But we are thankful because you have people that love you to be your friends. So why do we go through these trials? We go through them for a lot of reasons. Like I said, one thing is we don't have the wisdom to follow God's will. Mm -hmm. and, and so we do, I'll call them stupid things. And, and as a chaplain, I deal with a lot of people in these chemical plants that do very, I'll say, unwise. Unwise, they make unwise decisions. I had one, one man, they told him he needed to take a analysis you know, or, or, or take a drug test, and he decided he would quit. I don't need to take your stupid drug test. I was quitting anyway, which he was quitting. He told me he was quitting. But when you quit and you don't take a drug test, that creates a red flag for you. So now, even though you were going to quit anyway, nobody else is going to hire you. And so he called me, he says, Chaplain, you got to do something for me. I, they red flagged me. I, you told me you were going to quit. Mm -hmm. you know, we make very bad decisions sometimes, and that causes our trials and tribulations. Sometimes we just go through it. You could be doing everything right, <clears throat> and you'll still go through trials and tribulations. And those are the ones I really want to address, not the ones that we do out of our own, out of our own stupidity, let's call it. But the ones that, that just happen. I mean, we get cancer because cancer's there. We don't have to do anything to generate it. You know, my wife, 
going through a, another bout of biopsies on her thyroid. She never smoked. She never did anything to get cancer, but she's had it like three times. So why do we go through these type of trials? Well, the Bible says, number one, we go through these to mature our faith. It's like taking a test in school. You take a test so that you grow, you learn, you know better. And that's why we have some of these trials and tribulations. James said in chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So sometimes trials we go through, we go through to learn. God is trying to teach you a lesson. And once again, if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness while you're going through this, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll eventually learn that lesson. If not, you're going to stay in that trial for a while. That's why I never prayed for patience. because I did not want to be in that trial. First uh, Peter 1, 6, 7 says, this is your, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which it perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. We go through these as, as we build up our faith, we get closer to the Lord. We learn to depend on him more. Especially in sickness, you, you definitely learn to depend a lot on the Lord and, and not on your own efforts or the efforts of doctors because I've had to shut down a couple of doctors that didn't know what they were doing as well. And, and you learn to trust in God and trust in his wisdom, his discernment, and lean on him. And if you're not doing that, you're going to have a hard time in all these trials and tribulations. The second reason we have trials and tribulations is to glorify God. Jesus was walking with his disciples in, in John chapter 9, and as he went along, he saw a blind man. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. In other words, this man was blind just so that Jesus could come and heal him. So that Jesus could show everyone God's power in healing this man. And sometimes we may go through a trial or tribulation like that. Look at Job. Job had everything taken away from him. He was sick as a dog. And why? It wasn't because he had sinned, although his buddies kept saying, yeah, man, you had to do something to make God mad. Job hadn't did anything. But he held faith. He held to his faith. He kept saying, well, let me just talk to God and, I, and explain to him what's going on, and, and he'll see my point. Well, he did get his chance to talk to God, and he saw God's point. And that's what we need to do. We need to sit and talk to God during our trials and tribulations and look for his point. Look to see why he has us there. And be thankful, like I said, for the opportunity to come before the throne of God. 
Job was thankful. Even though he was down and out and he was on his last leg, he said, I know that my Redeemer lives. He was talking about Jesus Christ. And Jesus hadn't even come yet. But he knew he lived at that time. And that's what we need to hold on to. No matter what's going on in our lives, know that your Redeemer lives. And he said, I am with you always, even until the ends of the age. He wasn't lying to you. He is with you. In your darkest time, when you're sitting on that bedside watching your loved one, or you're laying in that bed. I've been in that bed a couple of times. And saying, Lord, this hurts. And he gave me comfort. So why should we be grateful? Or what should we be grateful for? Well, we have provision. No matter what you're going through, you have provision. And we we talked about the persecuted church this morning. And I've lived in some of those countries. And trust me, you are rich in provision here. You are rich. Food, clothing, shelter, you know, and, and, and we need to be thankful for that. You know, Jesus said, uh, as he, he took the two loaves and, and five fish, he, he took the loaves, he gave thanks, and he distributed those to those who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. This was like two loaves and, and five fish, and there were like 5,000 people there that day. Talking about worrying about food, the, the, the disciples were pulling their hair out. How are we going to feed all these people? Jesus gave thanks, and he did it with nothing. Paul said in Romans fourteen six, he who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord. He who gives thank, for he gives thanks to the Lord. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and give thanks to the Lord. In other words, give thanks to the Lord, whether you're eating, whether you're abstaining. Everything we do, we need to give thanks to the Lord because he provided for us. Paul was on a sinking ship. You know, they'd been on the ship for 14 days, and they knew it was going down, and everybody's worried. And just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. He said, the last 14 days... You've been in constant suspense and have gone without food, and you haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need to have it to survive, and not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. And after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. And naturally, they gave thanks and began to eat, and they started throwing stuff overboard, and they eventually made it to the shore. Barely, but they didn't lose a single hair on their heads. This is why we need to... Matthew 6.33, like I said, that one's gold to me. That, that one, every time I was laying on the side on the street after this lady pulled out in front of me and I broadsided her on my motorcycle, and, and, and I was laying there, and this verse was going through my head. You know, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. 
and all other things would be added to you because my leg was swelling up and, and the ambulance was trying to load me and things were looking really bad for me right then. And this verse is going through my head and I'm praying, okay, Lord, yeah. let your will be done. And it was. I got to the hospital. They said, if you can walk, you can leave. I said, give me a crutch. And I left. <laughs> I thank God. We thank him for provision. We thank him for salvation. Because no matter what happens in your life, no matter what you're going through, you have salvation. You have been saved by grace through faith. And that is not of yourself. It is a gift of God that no one can boast. So as he develops your faith through these trials and tribulations, rejoice and thank him for the salvation that you have. Because a lot of people that aren't saved, that don't have that faith, aren't going through these trials and tribulations. And they might even be laughing at you for doing so. But where are we going to be for eternity? And while you're going through this trial and tribulation, you know that it's temporary. Where are you going to be for eternity? That's the important thing. Paul said in in 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The gift of salvation is an indescribable gift. How How can you describe that? You have been given the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ and his blood on the cross. We can't even comprehend what that means. Paul said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, but thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We already have the victory. We just have to fight the battle sometimes. And I've never seen a battle where there are no casualties. I'm sorry. There's casualties on one side or the other. And sometimes we are the casualties. But we have the victory. We already have the victory. And for that, we need to be thankful. We also sometimes need to be thankful for the trial itself because a lot of trials that we do go through are are, are like corrections for us. And if we look at David and his life, he went through a lot of trials, but he made a lot of bad decisions which caused those trials, which made God correct him. And in Psalm 119, verses 67 and 68, he says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. He goes on in uh, verse 71 and 72, said, It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than a thousand pieces of silver and gold. Sometimes we go through correction-type trials and tribulations. If you're going through one of those, make sure you learn the lesson well. I had a friend that the Holy Spirit had told her not to go and live in a certain place. And she went back to that place because she felt like she had ties there. And she survived. 
but she did not prosper. And she was angry about that. And things just didn't go well for her in this place. And she was mad. She was mad to the point that she just pretty much pushed God to the side. You have to listen to him. You have to be where he says to be, when he says to be there. And you need to live your life according to his word. You can't fudge. I had a chance to fudge once on an on a application for the San Antonio Police Department. It said, have you used any drugs? Well, I had a top secret clearance in the military. If I said no, who knew? But the Lord said he knew, and I needed to tell the truth, and I put it down there. And they said, we don't want anybody like you. That was because he didn't want me in San Antonio mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could have fought him. I could have stayed there, and I probably would be in a lot worse shape than I am now. We go through trials and tribulations sometimes to guide us, and we need to follow that guidance. You know, I had a bad uh, evaluation at NASA, and I could have stayed there and took it, but the Lord said, it's time to go. You know, all the doors just closed for you here. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I didn't, and it went well. I went into full-time ministry pretty much, chaplaincy, running recovery centers, whatever else I wanted to do. I I chased my dreams. We have to listen sometimes, even though things look bad. We have to accept what we've got. Know that God is with us. And and be thankful for his presence. We have to be thankful for everything. Ephesians 5.20 says, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be thankful for the air that you breathe. I work at the chemical plants, and sometimes they don't get air. They got to take it in a bottle. <laughs> that really stinks. I mean, I got I got to wear this little H, uh, H2S detector on my collar on in Valero to make sure I got air because if it starts beeping, that means the air has gone away and, and, and I'm breathing hydrogen sulfide. And, and so I got to go. So be thankful for the air we even breathe. Be thankful for the trials and tribulations that you go through because there's something good there. Philippians 4, 6, 7 says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And one other scripture I'm going to give you is, everything works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his design and purpose. That means no matter what you're going through, if you love God, you try to follow his word, his will, these things will work for you, even though they may not look like it. It's always darkest before the dawn, and Jesus will bring the dawn. And, and like I said, I'm telling you from experience, not from 
just what I've read. I, I, I'm telling you from what I experience on a daily basis. Because when I leave here, I got to go and deal with another trial and tribulation in another state. So this is one of those months for me where I am trusting in God pretty much in every step that I make. And you need to trust in him too. Let us pray. Father, we, we thank you for the trials and tribulations that you put us through as, as we grow closer to you. And, and we pray that you continue to sustain us through these things, that you continue to provide for our every need, Father, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus, and that you continue to bless us with a peace which transcends all understanding, Father, as we go through these trials and tribulations. We pray, Lord God, that you would be with us as you promised you would, that you would hold our hands and and that you would just embrace us, Father God, and give us comfort and strength. We pray, Lord God, that we continue to grow with you, that we continue, Father God, to submit ourselves unto you, and that your spirit, Father God, continues to be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name.